disgusting. Hello, don't drink milk. Goodbye. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Just having some fun with that cow sound transition. And my little intro there, that was from my little mic check, obviously. All right, welcome to the podcast. Again, it's been three weeks. Again, I'm a slacker, but here we are. And this one is hopefully going to be helpful to you. And we're going to keep it short. So let's jump right in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Health Freak Podcast. Once again, it's been too long since I've put out an episode, but what am I going to do? Here we are. And today I'm going to bring you probably a more brief episode. And this one is going to focus on something that comes up in conversation all the time when I am working with people on nutrition. And it comes up for many reasons. And it's dairy. So people are always asking me if dairy is bad for you, good for you, if they should cut it out, if they should cut it down. And I wanted to make this episode to kind of just help guide you in the direction of replacing dairy. And I'm not here to tell you that you need to do that or that you need to completely cut it out. Um, But I will give you a little bit of science and I will give you a little bit of my opinion, which is that people should probably cut back on a lot of dairy, if not completely eliminate it. And I do understand how hard that is. And uh, that's why I wanted to make this episode to try and help and try and show you the options that are out there if if you don't know. And that's really that. So this like topic, like I said, comes up all the time, whether you're switching to a plant-based diet or whether you're just trying to address your health. And I totally get it. It's really hard because who doesn't love cheese, right? Like that's like the number one thing that people tell me is hardest for them to give up. And so I want to start by saying that if you are transitioning to a more whole food plant-based diet or whatever change you're making, it's usually not an overnight endeavor. So don't be too hard on yourself and don't feel like since you decided, even if you decided to completely eliminate dairy, don't think that you need to wake up tomorrow and never look at a piece of cheese again. Like this is a process and don't worry, like I've been through it. It was not overnight for me and it doesn't have to be overnight for you unless you have a serious health condition where it has to be immediate. And then that's between you and your doctor. But my first piece of advice is to give yourself some slack and don't think that you need to make this or any change completely overnight. So if it takes you a few weeks or however long, that's totally okay because it's a process. It's a learning process. And more importantly than cutting out the dairy, you're going to be learning throughout that process. And I feel like with knowledge comes the drive to keep something up. So just a little side note, if you're somebody who just goes from diet to diet to diet, if you don't know why you're doing that or the benefits or any reasons related to your health, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to stick to it. It's going to be a lot easier for you to just give up on it. Long-winded way of saying, don't worry if it doesn't happen overnight. Take your time, whatever you need to do. Okay, so why do we even consume dairy? For starters, it's packed with fat, which we're conditioned to like. As babies, what we drink whatever milk we drink, breast milk, formula, whatever, it's packed with fat because babies really need a lot of fat. And so we're conditioned to like that taste. And, you know, a lot of dairy products are also very high in sugar, like ice cream. You got ice cream, you got lots of fat, lots of sugar, tastes great. Cheese, lots of fat. It's got a little bit of protein, you know, cheese and yogurt and those things, but that's not why it tastes good. And that's definitely not why we consume dairy because we know we can get adequate protein in lots of other sources. Let's talk briefly. I'm not going to go into all the science on all of these points, 
you can definitely, and I encourage you to do your own research, but I'm just going to give you some bullet points as to why we may want to eliminate dairy in the first place. And before we even do that, I want to address what we've been told about dairy and, you know, why we're conditioned to think we need it and some stuff like that. So first, let's address what we've been told about dairy products such as milk. So we've been conditioned to believe that milk is essential, that it helps build strong bones, it does the body good, all these things. And most doctors, including pediatricians, are still giving this advice to people to consume two to three servings of dairy per day. But there are many health concerns associated with dairy, and we have evidence to see the effects that dairy can have and the damage that it potentially can do. So briefly, some of the risks associated with cow's milk consumption are a higher intake of IGF-1. IGF-1 is a growth hormone, and we do need it. We do need some, but we do not need it in excess, and we do get excess IGF-1 from milk, and that can lead to certain types of cancers. So you want to keep that in mind when you're thinking about how much dairy you want to consume. You also have a risk of cardiovascular disease because of the large amounts of saturated fat found in most dairy products. If you look at your cheese and your ice cream and those types of things, you're going to notice a large amount of saturated fat. And yeah, that that is not good. That can lead to a lot of different problems, including cardio disease. Okay. You also have exposure to hormones such as progestins and estrogens and even other hormones from the cows. These can be um, their natural hormones that we do not need excessively. It could also be hormones that have been given to those cows that now we're ingesting. Um, the next point is you will be at a higher risk of type 2 diabetes, prostate cancer, and endometrial cancer if you have a lot of milk in your diet. So again, we're looking at a lot of different types of cancers, and I really want to encourage you to do your own further research on this. A lot of people also have a cow's milk protein allergy, and this can show up in a few different ways. So a lot of us think of a intolerance or an allergy to milk as just like stomach pains, and, and that is definitely true, but it can pre present itself in other ways too. Also, eczema and asthma can be exacerbated by dairy. So if you notice that you've been, um, if you have eczema or even if you have asthma and you're somebody who takes in a lot, a lot, a lot of dairy or even just dairy every day, maybe cut it out for a short period of time and see how your body responds. Um, I did that at one point in my life. I'll tell you about this a little bit later, but if you're somebody who has something like that, it might be worth it for you to experiment for two or three weeks and see how you respond. The next point is a five to 10 times increase in greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. So we hear this a lot lately, which is cool um, about how we eat affecting the planet. And I, I won't go into detail on this because I am going to do a whole episode on this, but yeah, five to 10% increase in greenhouse gas emissions. The next point is lactose intolerance. So about 75% of the world's population is lactose intolerant, which like I just said, can present in a lot of different ways. So you may not even be aware that you have this intolerance. And like so many people are just walking around feeling shitty, lots of bloating, stomach pains. And once they cut dairy, they feel so much better. And one other thing we should know is that we are more likely to develop lactose intolerance as we get older. So if you've never had an issue and you're getting older, you're starting to feel a little bit different. Don't think, well, I've never been lactose intolerant before. I can't now. You definitely can because we're more likely to develop this as we get older. The next point is acne. Acne is strongly associated with dairy. So I've personally experienced this. I don't get stomach pains or anything like that, but I was eating a lot of dairy at one point, protein powder, yogurt, 
um, whatever, lots of stuff. And I broke out really bad. And I also had a lot of joint swelling. So whenever I would train, I would squat or do lunges or deadlift or whatever, my knee would get very, very swollen. And it wasn't painful at all. So I kind of fought through it. But I went to the doctor at one point and he just told me, quote, stop doing weight bearing exercises. And I may have flipped out a little bit and told him off, which I shouldn't have done. But I also went home and just Googled what causes inflammation in the body. Dairy came up as number one. I cut dairy for a strict 30 days and my skin cleared up, completely cleared up. And my knee has never swollen like that again, has never swelled like that again. That was way before I went plant-based. I was still eating meat all the time, but that was when I first cut dairy. So we also think we need dairy to get adequate amounts of calcium, potassium, protein, but these are found in much greater amounts from plant foods. Okay, so enough shit talk about dairy. Let's go on to how we can start replacing dairy. I'm going to give you guys some um, suggestions I have as to some store-bought replacements. And there's tons of homemade recipes you can make for a lot of these things. I'm not going to break down a bunch of recipes, but I am going to put up some recipes on my website um, or put them out into an email to my email list. So if you're not on my email list, you definitely want to get on that. I'll put a link in the show description. And also if you have me on Instagram, you can click my link, take you right there. Okay. How can we replace our favorite dairy foods? So these days it's really, really easy because so many companies and brands make dairy alternatives to most of our favorite stuff. So let's start with milk. So whether you're drinking it, putting it in cereal, oatmeal, baking recipes, coffee, smoothies, whatever it is, if you are looking to eliminate or to cut back on like additives and sugar and things like that, just make sure you're not getting a flavored one and just a plain one. Um, and it's going to depend what you're using it for. And that's completely your decision. But personally, I go with a organic, unsweetened, fortified soy milk because that's what my daughter drinks. She's one and it just makes it easy. I throw some of that in my coffee with a little bit of stevia and that's that. Even my fiance has switched and he was somebody who couldn't even look at a cookie without a huge glass of milk and he's hopped on the soy train and he does not have man boobs so soy is extremely healthy and i'm only saying that because of the old busted myth of soy causing man boobs and all these other things not true but that's a story for a different day so most of these milks can be found at any supermarket now um i you know go to stop and shop and there they are on the shelf and you can make your own really, really easily if you're feeling ambitious. It's really, really easy. I never have, um, but maybe I will one day. So milk is really, really easy to replace. Okay, so let's move on to butter. Again, who doesn't love butter? Like when I was pregnant, I had a long period of time where I could only stomach sourdough bread toasted with butter. And I, I still would eat that every day. It's 100% fat, so it's obviously delicious and Butter obviously goes into so many different kinds of recipes, both savory and sweet. So to produce butter without animal fat, it needs to be made with oil. So some brands that make a non-dairy butter alternative are Earth Balance. I can't believe it's not butter. Country Crock, which is my favorite and actually the only one I've tried, but it's really good. They have an avocado oil one and an olive oil one, and I get either. And they are so good. They taste exactly like butter. They stay soft in the fridge. It's really good. Another brand is Miyoko's. 
um, which I've heard really good things about, and Simple Truth. And I'm sure there are other brands, but those are the main ones that I've seen. And depending on what you're using the Butterflur for, you can also use a whole food replacement such as avocado or hummus if you're just spreading it on toast, which is great. Who doesn't love avocado toast or hummus on toast? But yeah, those brands you can see and they're from what I've tasted, there is no difference. So it's definitely worth giving that a shot. Okay, we got to move on to cheese, which like I said, I feel is the hardest thing for people to even think about giving up when they're going dairy free. Cheese is obviously amazing. It's perfect on its own, on sandwiches, pizza, melted. You use it to dip stuff in. It's, it's amazing. There's endless possibilities. So how can we possibly carry on without it? <laughs> well, there are lots of vegan cheeses out there now. And I've actually only tried one brand. And I tried both the sliced, which was a few years ago, and the shredded version more recently. Uh, that brand is Daya. Daya. I'm not sure how you say that. And I feel like that's the one most of us have seen at the supermarket. And the shredded version wasn't too bad. It was, it tasted okay. It just didn't really melt as well as I would have hoped. I tried to make pizza with it. I wasn't a huge fan. Um, so I did a little more research on this and found a ton of cheese alternatives for you. So for spreadable cheeses, like cream cheese, there are brands like Kite Hill, Tofuti, um, which I actually have tried their cream cheese a few years back and it was pretty good. Another brand is Treeline, which makes a cashew cream cheese, which I've heard is really, really good. Again, Miyoko's cheese spread, Miyoko's chive cream cheese. And for soft cheeses, there are Treeline, again, with their French style soft cheese, BioLife, and Miyoko's. So for sliced cheeses, um, some brands are Field Roast, Follow Your Heart, Daya, which I mentioned before. They also have a lot of different types of shredded cheese as well. And So Delicious also makes shredded cheese as well. Um, I found some Parmesan alternatives um, in the Follow Your Heart brand and Go Veggie grated Parmesan. So when I want a cheese substitute for pizza or nachos or something like that, I always just make my own. It saves a little money. And honestly, from what I've tried, I just like it better. I like it a lot better. And I make mine... Uh, the base is cashews, so I soak some cashews for a little while, and then I blend it up with some other stuff. And I, like I said, I'm going to share my recipe for this specific one because a lot of people ask me for it, and I've kind of got it down where I feel like confident enough to share it now. So I'll send this to my email list. Get on my email list if you want that recipe. I also tried a recipe for nacho cheese that was made with silken tofu. I'm not sure... I'm, I'm still new to the plant-based world, so I don't know what the use for silken tofu is. I've only seen it as like using recipes for sauces and dips and things like that. But guys, let me tell you, it was a no for me, a hard no. Let's just say it was dramatically thrown away. I'm sure I did something wrong or messed up the recipe. So if you're curious, go for it, try it, find a recipe, share it with me if it turns out well, because I would like to try it again. But I'm a little traumatized. It was gross. I'm not going to do it on my own. If you do it and it comes out good, let me know. And I'll I'll share it again, you know, but from when I tried, it wasn't good. To each their own. Maybe some people like that taste. So there are lots of cheese alternatives and there are lots of cheese uh, recipes that you can make for yourself at home. Even like pizza uh, for pizza, for nachos, for sandwiches, you know, cheeses you can make at home and be able to slice. It's a whole new world out there, guys. Okay. All right. Let's move on to yogurt. 
So there are a ton of dairy-free yogurts out there. And they are usually made from either soy, almonds, coconut, flax, cashews, oats, or peas. There are also tons of recipes for this too, to make your own vegan yogurt, which I have not tried because I really don't eat a lot of yogurt, but I will again share with you some of the brands that are usually very easy to find and that people seem to really enjoy from what I've been told. So you've got Califia Farms, who actually makes a yogurt drink with probiotics. And there is the brand Ripple, Almond Breeze, Kite Hill, Silk, Daya again, Coco Yo, Kite Hill also makes a Greek style. Um, Nancy's probiotic oat milk drink, which I may have to try. That sounds pretty good. Then you have the brand Good Plants, then So Delicious and Shabani. So these brands have a lot of different flavors, lots of variety. And I know plenty of people who have tried most of these brands and they all love them. I haven't heard any bad things about them. All right. So let's move on to ice cream. Non-dairy ice creams come in lots of forms these days made from plant milks. And these include cashew, soy, coconut, almond, rice, and even some made from avocado. So lots of big ice cream bins make non-dairy versions now, including Baskin Robbins, Ben & Jerry, Haagen-Dazs. Um, some more brands are Ripple, Daya, Trader Joe's, Soy Cream, and So Delicious. So I'm not, again, a big ice cream person, but I have tried one of the Ben & Jerry's. I don't remember which, which flavor it was, but it was really, really good. And I also tried the So Delicious Vanilla. I tried the one made from coconut milk, which was good, but it definitely tastes like coconut. And I tried the Vanilla uh, So Delicious made from cashew milk. And that one was really, really good. 10 out of 10 for me. So I want to interject myself with a quick snack tip for you. So if you guys like Lara bars, if you haven't tried them, try them. They're really, really good. They're just made with like the most simple ingredients. It's usually like nuts and dates and fruit and like that's it. So if you take a pecan pie flavored Lara bar and you melt it for like 30 seconds and then you put some of that ice cream on it, like I said, I just used so delicious vanilla cashew milk, just a little scoop of that. Guys, it's amazing. It's It's been a game changer for me, like when I want something like that. Okay. Anyway, you can also make your own, which is my favorite because you won't have any like shisty ingredients or additives or added sugars, things like that. So for this, we can just blend up some frozen bananas, which is really good on its own, but you can jazz it up. You can add things like any other berries, um, mango, blueberries, peanut butter, almond butter, any other butters like that. Uh, Dairy-free chocolate chips, cocoa powder, coconut, nuts, so many possibilities. Um, so that's my favorite because you're really in control of all the ingredients. Okay, so we've talked about yogurt, ice cream, cheese, butter, milk, and cream. Okay, so for cream, again, we use this in a lot of different things. Some people put it in their coffee and recipes and things like that. And there are lots of uh, plant-based creams or non-dairy creamers out there as well. So go to your grocery store and just look by where the regular items are. And they're usually nearby. And I want you guys to start being open to all these other brands. I know most of us, like we have a grocery list and we just go and that's it. But if you take the time to look around, you're going to notice like so many varieties and so many different options that are out there for us now. Um, so pick something up, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? You don't like it. Um, but the brands that I've recommended are usually really well received. And anything that I've tried, I've told you that I enjoy. And the ones I didn't enjoy, I told you. And even better than finding these in stores is making them yourself. So you can look up any recipe online, obviously. And 
if you want my recipes that I've tried and that I've kind of gotten down in a really good way, like I said, go to my website, gohealthfreak.com, go to my Instagram, wherever you want, get on that email list. And I just want to encourage you to try some of these things. So you've got a lot of options and ideas now for replacing the dairy in your diet, but there are still some things to look out for in these store-bought products. For a lot of them, butter, cheese, ice cream, even flavored or sweetened plant milks, you want to use them sparingly because they still will be very high in fat and sugar and calories and all that. Just be sure to read the ingredients and the nutrition info so you can familiarize yourself with what you're actually putting into your body and try not to use them all daily. So in my opinion, our diets should still consist of mostly unprocessed or minimally processed foods, mostly from plants, but if you can minimize the processed food in your diet, that's always going to help. So try not to use these foods every day. So some things to watch out for are added sugars, and they are added They are added to enhance flavor and can sometimes be found in even higher amounts than the dairy version. So don't go ham on those. Um, you want to look for fillers and additives. Again, it's fine, you know, to have these things here and there, but just don't make them your daily staple. The next thing you want to look out for is the nutrition content. So some plant-based non-dairy products are fortified with calcium, vitamin D, potassium, and this is especially important. If you're giving soy milk or pea milk to your baby or your toddler, you want to make sure that it is fortified. And most of the time they will be, and they won't like usually say the word fortified. So you actually have to turn it around and look and make sure it's got those things in it. And the last thing to think about is intolerances. So a lot of dairy-free products are made from nuts, and so just be careful if you have a nut allergy. Make sure you read all the ingredients, you're aware of what it's made from, or if you have a sensitivity to soy, which a lot of people do. So that's what I've got for you today, a nice quick episode. If you have any questions about it, you know, always send me a message, always send me an email. I'm happy to help. And like I said, I am going to send some recipes, including that cashew cheese recipe out. And I want you guys to let me know if you try it. Let me know what you think. Share some pictures. And if you have any recipes of your own, definitely share them with me because I'm always looking to expand my cooking repertoire. And that is all I've got for you guys. I want to do more episodes like this for those of you who are trying to gear yourself more towards a plant-based way of eating, whether or not you're still eating animal products or not you know, and just try and help out with that. So I'm probably going to do one on how to start replacing meat and kind of go from there. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great Monday and thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave me some ratings, reviews. I would definitely appreciate it. Share it on social media and let me know what you think. Let me know if there are specific topics you want to hear. If there's anything you want me to go over or if you just want to connect, follow me on Instagram and I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you soon. Thank you.